Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the sometimes twice weekly show about the show Too Beautiful to Live. It's a Monday show, and we're here to recap last week's harrowing TBTL. I'm Hillary H. Baum, Livingston Butler, coming to you from what used to be the Middle Age Mama Studios, but is now Surface of the Sun Studios in the Legend Oaks neighborhood of Austin, Texas. Um, since a middle-aged mom person can't host alone, joining me today, I have a majority of LRB hosts with me. From the hottest shit deer blind studios in the mountain room at the ranch in Manchac, Texas, it's Mike, Mr. Limited Frizzell. Also, Mike, I want to <laughs> let you know that when I type Frizzell, it adds another L. You mean the three L's, like from my American Express Yes, card? the three L's. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my Apple-recognized way of spelling your name now. Uh, wow! Wow! I know. Well, I got yeah, I got called out on that by a bartender one time. Like, <laughs> she just didn't think it was legit. She didn't want to give me the sandwich. You're like, sorry, um, that's how it's spelled. Yeah, uh, 107 today. Is that what we're hearing? It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. But you know what? Climate change is and, and not real. It's humid too, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was taking the recycling to the garage this morning at probably 6:15. And I was sweating by the time I came back in. And that was about 45 seconds it's, of garage time. It's so. disgusting. Um, <laughs> Forget it. All right. That's so gross. weather talk. Um, also yep, joining me from hopefully more temperate climbs at the Stick of Butter Studios in New Rochester, New, oh my God, New Rochester, Minnesota. It's Anne with a plan, Lundholm. How you doing, Anne? Hi. Hi. Um, not New Rochester, but that's Okay. Did I? What is wrong with me? Like my the 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 heat is frying. I'm in air conditioning, but I'm like I'm fried. It's New Brighton, Minnesota. Hi, Anne. Indeed, it is. Hello. Um, Eighty-two degrees here today is the forecasted high. Nice. The high. That it's uh-huh. eighty-two right now. Maybe I think it's like eighty-six actually. <laughs> oh, my air conditioning. Come in January. Is that's be, all I'm saying. I know. I know. Um, and last, but potentially not least from day job studios in the hub, also known as Boston and the great Commonwealth of Massachusetts. It's Bobby Lawrence Pape. Hi, Bobby. (laughs) We don't have to like Massachusetts that much. I'm just here because we're visiting this weekend. (laughs) My father-in-law was in town this weekend, so I'm feeling very Bostoned up. We, my kids have new Red Sox t-shirts. We're like, we're ready to go. Uh. We're all Boston all the time. You're ready to park the car somewhere? Yes. Rory, yeah. Rory loves Mookie. Yes. Hillary, um, Dave is raising Rory as a Red Sox fan. Yes. So y'all were watching the All-Star game? Yes. And the funniest thing that you were mentioning in the chat was you had to explain uh, why why a, a Red Sox player and a Yankees player were were on the same team and he was he was like he was it disturbed him. yes he was really confused <laughs> i mean it's even like this is the hardest part of parenting i found is trying to find ways to explain really like vague concepts and i'm like well there's a thing called the american <laughs> league and there's a thing called the national league and he's like what are you talking about so yeah that was and they were wearing their uniforms i feel like in years past maybe uh-huh. they like wore American League uniforms or something, but it's like, no, there's just all these yeah. disjointed people kind of thrown together and also being interviewed <laughs> right. in the outfield. And that's a whole other thing that's Ugh. bizarre about the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Odd. Right. We'll um, get into that on another podcast. Yeah, yeah, someday. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, all no, right. Sorry, we, I, need to, we need to throw to Bryce Harper because I want to know what's happening out there. Bryce, I hear you've never played left field before. What's it like compared to playing center field? Oh, it's about exactly the same. Thanks, Joe Buck. Except I'm standing over here instead of standing over there. And it was literally like it's 15 like, minutes of conversation while people were like, you know, doing three run homers. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? And I was well, like, and, stop, and the thing, stop, stop. You're not a good the talker. The thing about that, that Bryce Harper answer was, I, I have not played Major League Baseball or anything close to it. But I understand there are a lot of differences between playing center <laughs> field and left field. and But he couldn't articulate any of them. To be fair, so great. I can't actually remember which outfielder and which positions were swapped. I used Bryce Harper as a filler. So if somebody actually gave a shit about the All-Star game, two things. One, forgive me. Yeah. Two, why? Why, why do you care about the All-Star game? <laughs> oh, okay, that's enough All-Star yep. talk. I'm sorry. I, I derailed this there just because that thing with Rory was so cute, you know, because he, like, he was like, why is why? this mortal enemy – talking he, to my guy they're like high-fiving and they're taking this. selfies at second base <laughs> right, going like, on? this is awful uh by the way it's 72 degrees and raining here but it's 79 oh, degrees you. in my unair conditioned office so Ew. whoa it also smells like you're suffering a little bit it also yeah. smells like bananas thanks to my office mate who throws out more bananas yeah. than he eats and yet insists on buying them every week Oh, disgusting. You can't throw bananas. Oh, that's trash talk. But you can't buy bananas and throw them away inside someplace. That has to go outside. Well, the Uh, the problem is, no, no, no. They're still sitting in the fruit bowl. They're not even in the garbage yet, but they are brown. And making the entire office smell like uh, pre-banana bread, basically, but not in a good way. Is there any food that gets thrown out more than bananas? Avocados? By volume. Yeah. Mixed greens oh, in man. a bag. Those are Mixed greens in a bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my spring <laughs> right. mix that I buy every week when I'm like, mm, yeah. I gotta throw that yeah. away. Aspirational spring mix. Avocados have about like a 15 minute window of where they're actually <laughs> oh, yeah. ripe and not rotten. Yeah, last week I was making some some mini tacos for um for Emily and Cullen was over, and Emily was like, yeah yeah, uh, there's an avocado, slice it up and. And so uh, I, I, I opened that avocado, and there was enough avoca- good avocado in there that I was able to salvage for about one and a half bites for, <laughs> for Emily. I cut right. one open Ridiculous. the other day, and it was just, it had like weird brown threads running through it. Oh, it's awful. It's, it's, I was like, it's well, so I don't understand. <laughs> now I'm not even hungry for dinner anymore once I've opened this avocado. I'm like, uh, I'm done. Thanks. Goodbye. I'm out. Should All we right, jump well, to business? Because... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of rotting avocados, we have a picnic coming up. <laughs> oh, right. right. Yeah, okay. So we're going to obviously do uh, some business, a little weekend review, some housekeeping, and how to get involved. So, Bobby, let's go to the business. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take these out of order. I'm going to start with the sure. picnic. Yes. It's only out of order to us. Nobody else sees the run sheet. But uh, Friday... This Friday, unless you're hearing this weeks after we posted, in which case you missed it, assholes. Why weren't you listening sooner? This Friday, Don't call July them 27th, assholes. <laughs> love you, listeners. Only a few of them are assholes, Bobby. You know who Don't you call are. them all assholes. You know who you are. Uh, Friday, July 27th at five. Will, Will McQuillan. God, that poor that Aiden. Guy. I don't know how he turned out so well. Uh, Friday, July 27th at five p.m. until. 
apparently 10 p.m. I don't know. I don't know that that end date is firm. I would say Friday, July 27th from 5 p.m. to question mark, question mark at Gasworks Park in Seattle. There's an LRB picnic and you should come. Uh, bring, bring food or don't, I guess. But you should probably bring food. You should probably bring a non-alcoholic beverage and then something to hide your alcoholic beverage in because it's probably not allowed. Um, <laughs> hang out. Visit. I'll be there. Ann will be there. Hillary will be there. Meredith will be there. Christy will be there. Jeremy will be there. Phyllis Fletcher will be there. Uh, the great thing hole. about Gasworks Park is that uh, you can see cops coming from a, from a long ways away. So... <laughs> Don't worry about your illegal, whatever illegal things you're, you want to do. Um, it's it, It'll be cool. If we have to be on the lookout for cops, I don't know about this picnic. <laughs> that's not the scene I normally hang in. Mm. Uh, last that's, week, that's my realm. Or rather, last year, there was a an active meth lab in an RV next to our picnic. So I don't yeah, think they're coming yeah. after us for cracking a, cracking a beer. Lightly policed park system. <laughs> They seem to be stretched to their to their financial limits just to just to answer a phone call. Right. Guys, just get can wine. That's my that's my like summer uh cheat at the pool, can wine. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Get it at Trader Joe's, you can get it at the grocery store. Nobody knows. Get a koozie, you're good. You're golden. Nice. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah. We should do LRB koozies. Speaking oh. of merch, we don't have any LRB koozies for you, but we do have a new t-shirt and mug. That if you haven't ordered yet, and I have already ordered mine, you should. Uh, with no rights or likeness to the estate of Dave Thomas, <laughs> buy your new, and I have to say that legally because we don't want to get sued, buy your new Dave Thomas Arena t-shirt and mug, a beatdown for others. We have cultivated, we have culled, we have stolen one of the better stories of Andrew's childhood and turned it into merchandise to help fund our hosting. And uh, you should get it. I'm really hoping mine comes in time to wear it to the picnic. Oh, you have it has to. Oh my goodness! Do we? Are there any laying about in Seattle that you could just like steal know. if it didn't come? It doesn't work that way because we uh, we we don't keep merchandise on hand. This is how we keep from being the Luke of of uh, donation <laughs> fulfillment centers. We outsource all of that. I think it was en route from the Carolinas last time I checked. Check the tracking, so hopefully it'll be here. Um, if you haven't taken it, a look it, yet, really, it, it's a handsome shirt and uh, a likeness to a hamburger restaurant that you'll recognize. It really it, it cuts into our profit margin, but it also keeps us from from uh, from getting sideways. Right. Yeah, we're not sitting on a stack of Charles Kuralt, uh mugs. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my goodness! I'm so excited for this. A t-shirt. family for others. I mean, another family. <laughs> We love you, Naomi. Uh, we do. We really do. And thanks again to Josh for uh, taking this concept and really running with it with the art. I mean, he he took it to a level I couldn't even have dreamed. So it's really something special. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes again this week. Uh, but really, at this point, just go to the Facebook page or the website to find it. Uh, back to Hillary. We <laughs> yes, have updates always. from you on yes. multiple fronts. One, the... Uh, Toyota gate and the other is a uh, children update. <laughs> well, I, um, I, I think a lot of y'all are friends with me on Facebook, but I, I am down one child this for the next two weeks. And I just wanted to celebrate that. She's not dead. She's just with, uh, <laughs> she's just with my parents and my sister. And 
it's really weird because when I first had a child, Bridget, I it was you know all consuming, and it still is all consuming. But when you just have one child, it doesn't matter which one. I mean, it could be Bridget, it could be Rory. When you just, it feels like freedom, mostly because I'm like Dave, take Rory, and then I'm all alone. <laughs> but um, is that the but, opposite of a Sophie's choice? Whatever, just take one of them. Yes. <laughs> But Bridget is off, <laughs> off to an adventure in Dallas and northern Louisiana, so um, it feels liberating. I'm going to go get a pedicure today. So I just wanted to celebrate that publicly, um, as publicly as possible. I love you, baby, but I'm really happy to just have one kid to deal with. Hillary's choices is just like, <laughs> they're, they're the two kids, and, he's like, and you're just pointing, which one? Do you, which one do you know. want? Which one? Nazis? <laughs> I know. Please. I don't know. Um, they've got both pros and cons, so I, I could I could go back and forth right. on this. You make the call. You make the call, Hitler. Um, God, oh, I got a show title. Hang on. <laughs> uh, okay, as far as a car update, Toyota Gate. Um, ugh. So so um, you know, as as we last left it, uh, we were going to go back on Monday. They had told us Monday they're going to replace the bumper. The car was going to be ready, you know, like new. We were really, you know, we were like, okay. I, I sort of was a little bit dubious, but, I, I, you know, I was like, I'm putting my trust in these people. I don't know why. So Monday rolls around. We don't hear from them. No, th- nothing. And I'm like, Dave, you got to call him. We got to call him. Dave calls. He gets into like a circle of voicemails of just like leaving voicemails for people. And it's not the right voicemail. You know, they're just, he's just being passed around and I'm getting more and more pissed. Like, I feel like this is my Andrew moment. Like, I feel like I'm a nice person. And then when people don't give me good customer service, when they told me they were going to, I get like, and you have a ticking clock because of exactly. the, the rental. Exactly. So we yeah. have Thursday to get this done and I'm, you know, we mm-hmm. could pay for a rental car, but out of you know principle, I don't want to do that. So I'm like, well, screw that. I'm like, I'm getting more and more pissed and I'm typing angrily at today on Gchat, like, where is the goddamn car? So anyway, he finally gets to somebody um, not like super related to the situation. And they said, oh, I don't know when it's going to be ready. Maybe Wednesday. And that that like (laughs) that made me like skyrocket into space. I was so mad. Um, And then my dad called, which. It just kind of was on top of it. And he said, listen, do whatever you want, but this might go on a Carfax, which sucks because it's not your fault. And I was like, the deal is done. And I told Dave, I said, we got, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to deal with this. This car is not meant to be. They're not treating us right. You know, we're done. So he kind of finally got Vlad, I think, as the manager or something. And he said, I, I'm done. We, I don't want to do this deal anymore. And the guy was you know, fine. He said, okay, we're, it's done. It's done. We're, we're, I'm done with this. So, all right. So we think they, they refund our, um, our amount, like our little down payment. And we think, okay, it's kind of good. We're going to move on. We get texts and calls from people that we had dealt with, like at the dealership. And they're saying, I thought you were going to do this deal. Why aren't you going to do this deal? Like harassing us over text and voicemail. Dave gets a text from the guy that was original salesman. He said, I'm a man of honor and I told you it was going to be ready by Wednesday. Not true. And you are not a man of honor anymore. So you're breaking your code. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was so enraged. I'm like, this is a part of getting older that I really like is that my like limit of giving a shit is so much lower than it used to be where I'm like, this is capitalism Amen. and I like, I don't owe you anything. Y'all 
y'all didn't do you buy a car from jamie lannister i mean <laughs> what? What, what is all this i mean all these codes well and... they had talked about dave ramsey and how dave and this other guy like dave ramsey and so i think the guy thought he was gonna like get into dave's soul by saying this and dave was like fuck off so anyway uh-huh. The deal was done. We got a few more other calls to deal with, but it's done. So then I'm starting to get nervous thinking like we got to, you know, we got to like figure this out, figure this out. Um, Dave looks at a couple more Toyotas. We couldn't really find anything we liked. They were all just sort of shitty or they were new and we didn't want to pay the new price. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, we Dave looked at the iron price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, dear God. Let's not go into discussion <laughs> of what that is. Um, (laughs) that's sticker iron (laughs) equals sticker um so dave goes to the honda dealership and he finds an accord that he really likes but it was real it was expensive but dave was like i I really like it i think that this is good and and then i made him go to the like ford dealership just to test drive a ford fusion and he liked it fine it wasn't like his super favorite car but he liked it the prices between the two of them, both of them, one being like basically a new car, the Ford, and the other one being a slightly used car, mm-hmm. the, the, it it was just so great. And the but the like amenities weren't that different. So I was like, listen, mm-hmm. I want a lower car. I don't I don't need like a super duper nice car. And this is a nice car that's basically new. Let's just go with the Ford. So we ended up going with the Ford. And actually, it's a really nice car. I mean, it's not cool, but it's a nice car and. He's got a new car. He drove it to Waco yesterday, and you know he he likes it, and we're and it's cool. So you know that's that's the end. That's sort of the peter out of it. Well, you're but. not buying a Toyota to be cool. No, no, <laughs> anyway, exactly. You know exactly. So I know. why not why not get more for your money? I've driven a Fusion. I rented one once, and it was great. It was yeah, fine. That's a good yeah. It's yeah. a good car. So anyway, that's the end of of Cargate so far. So hopefully, I don't hear from anybody from Auto Nation Toyota. If you're listening. Delete my number. I don't want to hear from you anymore. So that's it. That's the end of Toyota Gate. When he took the Fusion to Waco, how much shiplap was he able to fit in it? (laughs) You know, the trunk is surprisingly roomy, so we got a lot in there. <laughs> um, that that the Ford Fusion trunk is the first first uh, time that I encountered one of those um, uh, things you can pull, like if you if someone throws you in the trunk, like you know, oh uh, sure, escape hatch. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, and and I was like, wow, look at that. You know, I th- it's a little dark to think about <laughs> that you would need this thing, yep. but there I'm it glad is. it's there. Yeah, the Russian mob was buying a lot of Ford Fusions and then stopped. The one thing that makes me nervous about the Fusion, it's very cool, but it has, instead of having a gear shift, it has like a dial. Have you ever seen one of those? Oh. You just like, yeah, I know what you're I, talking about. I mean, luckily my kids don't sit in the front seat, but I'm like, never touch it. Never touch it. And they're like, okay, mommy. To see them rolling into our <laughs> garage. Like, Shit. Well, Cullen used to say to Emily sometimes when he was be really mad at her, like, you know, he was having a, a fit or something, he'd say, well, what if I just threw this into reverse right now, you know, while you're driving? Oh, <laughs> it's like, Whoa. I'm glad, uh, I, yeah, I'm glad he never did it. And I shouldn't, you know, there should be some sort of safeguard. Kids are that dicks. Somehow. That's why. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, at <laughs> least you're down dumb, to one. They can be dicks. For now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Thank goodness. <laughs> All right. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Mike, stump date? Oh, quick stump date. Now that the house is sold, um, 
and uh, we're we're uh, we're back in the money. I I'm going to be coming to Emily and I are, are going to be traveling to Seattle uh, for probably six or seven days sometime in September. We're still working out the date because uh, Emily has to get the the time off, and I've been looking at the Airbnbs and. So we're getting closer and closer to booking something. And the good news is, is I have a, so many Alaska air miles and she has so many Delta air miles that we'll probably be traveling first class. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's about time. Cause Emily hasn't been back to Seattle since we got married in 2010. Wow. And, uh, and I, I thought September would be a good time because the weather's pretty reliably good and, um, I didn't want to do it in August because if you get an Airbnb in August and then you get one of those Seattle weeks that's 85 or to 95, it's it's not pleasant. It's, it's not great. So, so we'll be coming soon. Yay. There's a silver lining alert to the massive amount of credit card debt you just paid off all at once. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We're we're kings and queens of the airlines. Uh, I don't want to deter you from using that to actually fly to seattle but do you realize how many magazine subscriptions that is <laughs> oh man well i have we have a white male person now so you can't embarrass i you can't embarrass me as much anymore with the ebony and the jet and everything that you would send to my house essence i think essence is on the air miles list right now <laughs> essence yeah there you go essence uh, and I am assuming because you're better than all of us that you're the one who updated the throw your phones for this week Mm-hmm. That was me. Is there anything it was you an want, active week? Yeah. Is there anything you want? Well, it's it's a little Monday heavy for obvious reasons. <laughs> right. Is there anything we want to touch on before we get started? It doesn't look like it. I don't think so. No. And also, I'm assuming that you, like me, are boring and don't have any real updates. You know, in your personal life for this week, Hillary and Mike really stole the thunder on that. <laughs> Bobby, you have to leave your house to have something go on in your life. <laughs> Did you have an incident with your dryer? Oh, that's bit? true. That was yesterday, Friday morning, and I took the day off of work to, you know, not be at work. And I was in my kitchen making cookies for the picnic, minding my own damn business, when all of a sudden I started to hear these noises from my utility room, like crashings and thumpings and bangings. And I was like, oh, fuck, what's going on? Because that's my furnace and my water heater and my washer and dryer. Mm are in there and it got louder and louder and louder and then all of a sudden there was this massive hissing noise and I was like oh my god my house is gonna blow up and I crept over and opened the door to the utility room and I realized it was coming from the dryer vent and um, uh, since I live in an attached townhome the dryer vent goes up through the roof and we contract to have them cleaned out once a year and so it was a guy on the roof with a hose sucking out the dryer vent and then I was like oh my god I need medical attention because I think I might have had a heart attack now when when you when you walked out of your kitchen to your utility room how tentative were you I mean did you think that the that the the water heater or whatever was going to explode and just throw you across I the did. street? Or? I fully expected that I would open the door into <laughs> an industrial steam tunnel and that there would be like a steam pipe broken with steam shooting out of it. That's how loud it was. It was terrifying. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of steam in there. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that That's last what, sentence. I mean, it was all, it was all perfectly normal, but holy cow, I really did think that we were in the buildup to a very, very, very bad experience for me. And, and I was already doing those mental calculations like, well, okay, it's only going to be 80 degrees. So if the furnace stuff blows up, I'll probably be okay with you know, the air conditioner if I can't get somebody to come fix it today. I mean, like I was already starting to run through scenarios in my head. What was the name of the movie with with all the huge stars? It was the the fireman movie, Kurt Russell. Backdraft. Backdraft, because that, that's what I'm. I would be picturing. I'd be like, <laughs> okay, I have to open this door because I'm the homeowner, <laughs> but but I'm probably gonna die. I know. I, I, I wanted to duck and cover, but then I was like, and you, <laughs> there's nobody else to take care of this. Right. It's on you. You got to do it. Coming to theaters this Christmas and draft. <laughs> That's when I hate being an adult because like I, sometimes I look around my house. This is much yep. less dire. When I look around, there's like something that needs to be moved or whatever. And I'm like, who's going to do that? And I think, oh, <laughs> right. it's me. Well, <laughs> this is me. when I hate being single. Yes. Because yeah. if there was yeah. a dude around, I would be Just, like, uh, that's on you. <laughs> yeah. That's when you, you revert to the patriarchy. When exactly. You, when you really, you know, like I, I've suffered a lot of indignities at, at the hands of the patriarchy, but it's my time now to send someone else to the backdraft situation. Pretty sure I just saw a spider go in there. Bobby, go get it. That would be the... <laughs> uh, An important follow-up question, and I mean really important. The cookies mm-hmm. turned out okay, right? Oh yeah, yeah please God. On. I did. There you go. I had a Butterfinger moment and I dropped a tray as I was taking it out of the oven a little bit later and those mm-hmm. cookies fell on the floor of the oven and I had to fish them out before they burnt. But um those won't be coming to Seattle. I've I've taken care of those already. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. It was like, <laughs> yeah, those are those are home field uh, mm-hmm. cookies. Uh, are they in the shape of a particular state, or did you just go abstract like legislative districts this time? Uh, well, we went Lucky Charms is what we have going on. Oh, that's cute. You know, um, Rory calls it makes me laugh so hard. He calls uh, Lucky Charms Chunky Loms. <laughs> I think it's really cute. <laughs> I want Chunky Loms, mommy. <laughs> Anyway, Lucky Charms cookies sound uh, perfect. I need them now. I mean, they're just they're just shaped like Lucky Charms. I want to make that clear. That no marshmallow <laughs> is involved. I mean, no weird dehydrated, crunchy marshmallows are involved. It's all right, I guess. Uh, and as long as you're defending your lack of marshmallows in these cookies and generally riled up, why don't you go ahead and take us into Monday? <laughs> Oh, wow. here we go, guys. Monday, <laughs> number 2684, Captain of the SS Disaster Voyage. Uh, before we get to the main event, let's start with a little garbage anxiety. Um, Andrew's garbage, I guess his recycling has not been picked up and it is recycling day. And so he called the lady at the recycling company and she was like, um, there's seven more hours left in the work day, dude. Um, why don't you wait and call me back after the whole day has gone by and it hasn't, and he was very upset about that. Who would even think to call at like noon like 11 in the morning? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Even though they normally do get it maybe 
early in the morning, you know, just think about it as a person who goes through the world, who understands how people run businesses and utilities and services. They have all day to get it. Yep. You can't complain until they don't get it. <laughs> you can't. God. You just can't. I mean, you can, but that, then the lady tells you to call back after the workday. Right, over. right. Then you're wasting your fucking time for sure. Because, well, I mean, even if the lady's rude, at least she's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that story made me mad. Well, and I'd like to remind everybody of the way that this went last time. We had a situation with the garbage slash recycling people I think it was also recycling then too is that they didn't pick it up and Andrew called and the lady was like okay we'll get it next time and then they didn't get it the next time and he called and she said okay we're gonna have them come and take pictures and document you take pictures and document as well and then Andrew thought I don't think I'm gonna put the recycling out today oh yeah so as far as I'm concerned, once you start playing those kinds of games, you've lost the moral high ground on all of this. Yeah. So how he can be getting so upset that uh, this is how it goes, I really think that he only has himself to blame. Although he does acknowledge that uh, this is probably a good example of something that we've talked about where he is focusing on a small anxiety to yeah. be able to grapple with the larger anxiety of the fact that he's going in for more tongue surgery the next day. And so mm-hmm. I will, I'll cut him a little bit of a break on that one. Just like his oral surgeon did. <laughs> a big bit of a break, I guess on that one. Um, and uh, then there is a very long discussion from Luke about Andrew's urban lifestyle and how it contrasts with Luke's Bellingham lifestyle and how Luke has a truck that can haul garbage to the dump. And that's why he has a printer. And can I, Luke just buy a printer for Andrew and just be <laughs> done with this discussion forever? But Andrew doesn't want a printer. So, but Luke needs a printer when he's at Andrews. Oh, I that's, think that's true. The, is at the heart of it. This. Would just be Luke's printer that he keeps at Andrews. Yes. 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 <laughs> I I literally wrote in my notes: Is someone going to make a point? Question mark. Question mark. Because <laughs> no one ever did. I. It, it was crazy. There was something in there about how. Luke's personality is more about he's going to want to have every eventuality covered just in case he needs something for some reason. And Andrew's lifestyle means that he may run into a situation very rarely that he's not prepared and he just has to deal with it. And that's the price of urban living. I think is somebody going to make a point? Question mark, question mark is actually the post scandal career (laughs) podcast launched by Tom Ashbrook. (laughs) <laughs> well i was uh i was marking down timestamps throughout today's episode and i would just like to say that the garbage anxiety and the urbanism versus ruralism discussion that was 39 minutes Gee. and i was getting pretty irritated because neither of these things is something that i think is well discussed on the show And then we got to the top story. We got to Luke's boating disaster. And on the surface, it's it's everything that I hate 
about TBTL. <laughs> it is a long and incredibly over-detailed story about Luke's entitlement and lack of planning and poor decision-making, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> and you you said, you, you in your notes, you said it was a 74-minute story, and that's yes. true, and and uh, it could have been told more succinctly, but still, it was probably one of the most entertaining things that's ever happened on TBTL. However, your summary, <laughs> so succinct, and I read it to Emily, and we were both crying laughing at your summary. So can you give that to us right now? Yes, I will. And I would just like to point out, it was a 74-minute story of something that Luke said took an hour. It's like, the Titan- it's like the Titanic movie took longer than the actual, like, sinking of the boat. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So here's what I wrote for Luke's boat fiasco. Crashed into two other boats. Ran out of gas. Almost got another boat in trouble. Almost dumped himself in the water while trying to tie up at an industrial dock. Found a hole in the boat. Toby boat guy had to tow them back to the marina where all the Jerry's washed the boat crasher guy being towed in like an asshole. <laughs> Luke showily left notes on a boat he hit after being helped by the very handsome owner of the sailboat he hit. Ooh. Wow. Ah. <laughs> uh. As you mentioned on Facebook, Mike, this is the karmic equivalent of Luke crashing through the plate glass window, skateboarding at the Portland airport. <laughs> we've, been, we've been wanting a moment like this for a long time. And while, while the story was unfolding, I mean, there are a lot of uh, throw your phone moments to get to. While the story was unfolding, I was messaging two different people, Carrie, um, <laughs> because I, I just was like you got to get rid of these posts what what's going on kid <laughs> and and camaro kev was like is everyone okay i didn't want to because the story was taking so long i just wanted to make sure that he and his wife and and his parents were okay <laughs> today we are all jerry's <laughs> Oh, let me get to a couple of throw your phone moments before we discuss this uh, further. Uh, Mackenzie came in first. I can't even see the notes anymore. (laughs) Mackenzie says, wow, this is the show that they should put up for new listeners as the typical TVTL. (laughs) Entitlement? Check. Luke's ego? Check. Boat talk? Check. Andrew angered by perceived rudeness? Check. And then he adds, and all well wishes to Andrew. I hope he gets better soon. We got a series from Christy who says stream of consciousness. Yeah. She said, as soon as I got to the part of the boat story where they run out of gas, I turned it off and said, that's why I live in a TV. I think it's one of those TBTL stories where you'll, you'll always, you'll, you'll always think about where you were and what you were doing when you were listening to it. Yes. <laughs> I was sitting at my desk at work and all of a sudden I realized I had the biggest like shit-eating grin on my face. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't so care good. if everyone was all right. No. Nope. That, that's how, I really that's didn't. how oh, yeah. you, you, you were. 
that that leads into Christie's second throw your phone where she says, there is a hole in the motherfucking boat. I'm going to need two Xanax to finish this episode. And I understand that it triggered a lot of people's anxiety responses. I was not anxious at all. I mean, the fact that he's there telling the story is enough to let you know that everything turned out okay. And frankly, it was just so delicious. I mean, karma was like, wait, what's going on? Oh, I got to take care of this. (laughs) It was so good. Uh, Eric said, Monday, best episode ever. That is all. (laughs) And then I think maybe my favorite from Kalina, she says, I feel like the LRP crew really earned this voting story, you know? (laughs) (laughs) What I love is Luke's Luke's immediate response, which I've been there before where like something really terrible or really just awkward happens to you. And you're like, I'm never telling anybody this story ever. I'm so embarrassed. And then you give yourself like an hour and you're like, wait, this is a really funny story i have to tell almost everybody <laughs> but eventually he should probably be able to tell it without like sweating and shaking because i think he was he really had a hard time telling right. it you know the first time and and that's why he wanted to refer carrie to the podcast <laughs> to listen to the show she's like oh no 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 i think I realized that this was something special. I was taking notes and I wrote down, he crashed into a boat and then I erased a and wrote in two and put an S on the end of boats. <laughs> I was like, Oh, here we go. Maybe, After... maybe he could have gotten over this, his captain hook moment by like going to the Bullwinkle fun center and doing some bumper boats instead of spending <laughs> thousands of thousands of dollars and telling lies over many years to get to this point. I mean, this could, this could have been taken care of with like $25 worth of tokens, you know, <laughs> Kevin O'Brien's like, we're in the money. He, he might be a listener, but he's oh. stoked. <laughs> he's gotten a lot of referrals off of this. Yeah. You just think after all the boating safety rules, he's disregarded <laughs> Uh, the fact that he can't drive the boat, and he admitted, he's like, well, I used to be able to drive the boat, but I guess I haven't driven it in a couple of years, and I kind of don't have the touch anymore. So he tried to take a boat out on one of the busiest days of the year. <laughs> with, like, other yeah, people. Like, no, like with, with so many other people yeah. there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. You know, when oh I saw goodness. the when I saw the runtime of the show, I was like, Ugh, are you serious? And I know, Anne, you were like a two hour plus show. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. But it really was like a joy. I mean, I'm sorry that I'm reveling in his disaster, but that that story was it was just great. It was it was a great TBTL moment. I know it may make us bad people, but I don't care. <laughs> that was too good. I think when they got great. to the point when he was. When he was hanging from the dock piling (laughs) because he thought that he was strong enough with his arms and legs to stop a boat from moving on whatever Lake Washington. I'm going to need to have Uh, this drawn, like just a little snippet of it, just like, oops, the dirty bird. I'm going to have to get this drawn. So whoever is talented enough to do this, I need like a one minute snippet. Someone did a sketch on the Stents page, though, (laughs) of Fargield. Hanging from the dock with (laughs) 
four other far guilds in the boat. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It was clear that he got to a point in this, like, where his brain shut down. It's so many things. You know, you hit a boat, you hit another boat, you run out of gas, mm-hmm. you almost get run over by a boat. You almost get dumped in the drink. It's like his brain just said, no, I can't. I can't deal with this. Because they're sitting at the industrial dock, and he's like, well, what do I do? Do I call a lift? Do I? I don't, I don't understand. And I was like, no, you, you, cl- you climb up the ladder onto the thing. You walk out to the road and call a lift, and you tell them to take you back to the marina where you get your car and go to the gas station. That's all you have to do. But he got to the point, I think, where he was so overwhelmed and so humiliated that he just wanted Toby Boat Guy to come and take care of him. Mm-hmm. Just like, come, take me home. I, I don't, I don't want to yeah. do this anymore. Burn this thing to the waterline mm-hmm. and that's it. It's over. It's <sighs> the happiest I've been. And this is a guy with two boats. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, two and the, there's the whole justification <laughs> about the other boat is fine because it's only 19 feet. It's not yeah. a 27 footer like the other one, and he knows how to drive that. Sure. Still doesn't oh have God. the boating license or whatever he's supposed to have. My dad had a boat, a uh, speedboat, like a water ski boat, for a while when he had his unfortunate second marriage, and. He he got two tickets for speeding in Lake Washington because there's, like, no wake zones and whatever. And he didn't have the license either. But my dad knew how to drive a boat. Yeah. So, <laughs> nobody was ever terrified when they were in the boat with my dad. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, it sort of seems weird that there's even any more of this show after this story. <laughs> right. <laughs> But we do get a mercifully brief oh, retelling of Andrew's issues on the flight home from this wedding. And I think on a, any other day, this could have been a 45-minute story where we went point by yeah. point through yes. Andrew's anger. So I will be very grateful that we had the boat story to take up all the time. But uh, Andrew, and he says he acted like a stompy, whiny baby to Alaska Air because they made him gate check his carry-on even though there was plenty of overhead seat space on the plane and he sent a little petulant tweet at them and they responded fairly sensibly and then he made the line about his rage was going to fuel the uh the plane all the way back home and i and then for the they mentioned that throughout the week you know like it was a sick burn I know. I was it's like, not... oh, no, you should not be proud of that. <laughs> no, it's not Why right. didn't you delete that tweet? <laughs> I've been using it against him ever since. So don't don't worry. And then uh, we we cap off Monday by finding out that, yes, the recycling did get picked up. So <laughs> 40 minutes of garbage anxiety wasted. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. I, I think the garbage truck, the recycling truck was probably, it, it was fueled by his rage to come back to, to pick probably, it up. Probably, yep. All right, that's oh. enough for Monday. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just catching that my That was breath. beautiful. Thank you, Ann. That was beautiful. <laughs> I'm glad you got Monday. Yeah, yeah. Me too. On to something less beautiful. Tuesday, 2685. Oh. Oh, Emo Tuesday. 
I noticed uh, I had put a strike through on most of my notes for this episode. Somebody oh. must have undid that. That was me. I thought you were like Mike and you just didn't know how to format a oh, no. spreadsheet. <laughs> I thought that was weird because I'm like, but Bobby's technologically competent. Why would he do that? <laughs> I just realized after writing all these notes in that they weren't relevant because the first line of my notes really tells the tale. In fact, I'll just go straight to the throw your phone moment for Tuesday from listener Mackenzie. Oh, dear God. Can we pass legislation to prohibit Luke from ever doing a show by himself? What's the legislative body for that? Is it the tens? Do we actually have any power? No. 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 <laughs> you know, he mentioned uh, toward the end of the show that um, tomorrow he's going to get Carrie or David from the basement or somebody to co-host with him. And I was just, I, I was like, don't limit it to David or or Carrie. A passerby, Rich <laughs> and Linda. Please. Just... They totally exist. They need to be on this show. An, ex- an expose on Rich being real. I think that would make a great hour. Be like the Frost-Nixon <laughs> right? of our time. Sure. You know, I'll say for, for, I hate the alone shows. I will say that Luke is somewhat talented in that, like, for about 20 minutes, I can kind of go with him for a little bit. And that's not nothing. Like, that's that's pretty impressive. But, man, after a while, you're like... Just end it. It's okay. You can do. You can do another show. I mean, you, you can play something else. It's not yeah. a big deal. I think you slit the throat of the show and just let it slump to the floor. <laughs> and go, the red Shh. wedding. <laughs> well, he does his best Mark Maron intro impression yep. for the first twenty or thirty minutes. Yep. Yeah, and that's and that's the problem. The legislative body here doesn't matter because in the Electoral College of Podcasting, Mark Maron and Adam Carolla are superdelegates, and they don't see a yeah. problem with this. Oh. Uh, Luke hosted alone. He shouldn't have done that. That was line one of my notes. <laughs> shouldn't have done that. Uh, Luke waited as long as possible before doing the show. So it's late afternoon on Tuesday, which means there's not even time to really edit it properly. So he's got to do it in one take. He's got to do it live. Fuck it. He's going to do it live. <laughs> I think he's, he shame ate his way through the day because he was still shook up from the boat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's my yeah. amateur psychological analysis of it. Um, this is the opposite of how I like to do days now. I, I usually just try to take a summary of the most important parts, leave a lot on the cutting room mm-hmm. floor, but I'm not going to do that this time. I'm just going to run roughshod through my notes. Um, here are Luke's hot takes. Breakfast is a sham. Um, All right. <laughs> FYI, he's shirtless. Breakfast, hey, look, I, I, I want to stop you there. I, I don't eat breakfast. It's not for me. But... He he seems like he's like aggressively non-breakfast. I mean, a lot of people love breakfast. They wake up hungry. They want breakfast. It fuels their day. Well, it's not for me. It's, it's, but he, he's, he's fast, just like. He's fasting. It, that's his thing. That's like why he thinks breakfast. Yeah. He does the like, it's called like 16-8 where you fast for 16 hours a day and then you eat for eight. And usually it's like this the clock starts at like 11 or 12 and then you eat until like whenever. So I think that's like his how he justifies doing that is he says breakfast is a sham. So that's, he specifically, he wants to see the data on breakfast being important. I guarantee (laughs) that data exists. I know this has been studied. Yeah, probably does. It probably does. And I'm one of those people. I'm not saying it's not important. It's just not for me. Yeah. I'm one of the people that I just can't function without breakfast. It doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, tomorrow morning I have to go for my physical at the doctor and they're doing the cholesterol and the, you know, fasting Mm. blood sugar and all that. I made that appointment for 7.30 a.m. Because I'm like, I, I can't. <laughs> I just, 
Yeah. I, I can't yeah. go that long without eating. No. Yeah. I go for my blood draws for, for my deal at like 11 in the morning and they're like fasting. Yep. No problem. Mm. Uh, Luke doubled down on salty lunch soup. He liked it so much he wanted more. And when they wouldn't just bring it to him, he said he'd pay. <laughs> then he went to Menchie's because he could not get through the day without some frozen yogurt. Menchie's is yogurt, right? Yeah. I think, I think yeah. Menchie's is yogurt. I've never been to a Menchie's, I don't think. Uh, Me either, but I guess it's a chain. It's a thing. Yeah. He left Rudy in the car for this part of the adventure with the AC on and the car running. But when he returned, he was worried that a crowd near his car was a crowd of concerned citizens ready to break his windows. Oh, man. I had I had someone tattle on me one time for for that. I mean, I, we were Emily was out of town. She was she was staying with me for the summer in Seattle, in Redmond, and I was doing these events every Saturday, and and so I took the dogs because she wanted to go to um, Portland or somewhere West Seattle or some on some minor adventure. So I took the dogs, and I had to go into the restaurant in Maple Valley and and talk to the management, and um, so I lock the door. The dogs are inside. It's like ninety plus degrees in Maple Valley. And I leave the engine running and the AC on and and I lock the doors so no one can steal the dogs. So uh, someone comes into the restaurant and says, um, you're whoever is, has this vehicle outside, which it was like a whole Jeep and trailer decorated patriotically and with banners for our event on it and everything. And and they were saying, oh, the, this person is going to kill their dogs. And, and so I went out and said, uh, these dogs are more comfortable than any of us right now. <laughs> they are sacked out because they are, it's, it's wonderfully 68 degrees in that fucking car. So let's all calm down a little bit. Well, and it's not like you're, someone. you're not driving an electric vehicle. It's pretty obvious that the motor's running, yeah. right? Yeah, should be, should be. You know, but everything's hot to the touch. You have to get up close and like listen mm-hmm. for the engine, I guess, you know, because the hood's going to be hot because everything is goddamn hot. You know? I just but, think, uh, but I, I, think I can see that. I can think that the the issue with this story from Luke is that if he's so worried that there's going to be a crowd and people are going to be breaking the windows to save his dog, maybe you just shouldn't do it. You know, if you're mm-hmm. so worried that you're going to get in trouble, just don't. Just go into the yeah. Menchies or wherever it was later. It'll be fine. <laughs> right. Drop her. He, he really needed that yogurt. <laughs> All that salty soup. He was thirsty for some yogurt. Right. You got to balance that out. Yeah. Uh, he then decides that he needs a music bed to continue talking alone. So he fires up the Paul Simon Pandora station, <laughs> oh, which opens. So fucking painful. It's a rusted root. <laughs> Did we hear any Paul Simon at all? We eventually got to some. We had to listen to some world music, I think, before we got there. <laughs> that rusted root song could uh, be like any romantic comedy, like preview, like trailer. It's like, oh, boy. Yep. No, no, no. Like you can see like Julia Roberts twirling around or something. That's all I can imagine. <laughs> I grew up in Bellevue, Washington. Uh, at the time, one of the whitest cities imaginable. 
but Paul Simon, even when I was a small child, was too white, (laughs) too white for this veteran podcaster. I can't take it, the whiteness of it. I like Paul Simon, but why does Luke still listen to Pandora? Do y'all still use Pandora? I don't know anybody. I've been wondering about this. Just get Spotify. I have Pandora, but I I listen to music so rarely that it just hasn't. I think I have a Spotify account. I just don't bother. I've never gone Spotify. I used to listen to Pandora a little bit, and now I listen to Amazon Music. Oh. Nice. Well, we can unpack that another time. Uh, <laughs> Lost. If you're a pri- if you're a Prime member, there's like tons of free music yeah. to listen to. Uh, Lost pet posters are getting Luke emotional, and he thinks he's going through his word menopause. No, no, not his word. No, I mean, well, I know, I know, it's a word that's out there, but I wanted right. to make it clear that I wasn't yes. choosing to say the word menopause. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because you uh, all just know the moment. Yeah, the moment I, when he came up with that word, menopause, I was like, oh, nope, about 50 stand-up <laughs> comics before you. As a as a young man who's past middle age on the inside, I just, I am, I am not approaching menopause, and I plan to never approach menopause. <laughs> uh, Luke is sore from the boat adventures that Anne so lovingly spelled out for us. Um, so, But how he chose to express that soreness... Uh, probably Anne wasn't enjoying that. So no. sore that he couldn't backhand his way into the cabinet where he keeps the number two wet wipes in the bathroom from his seated position. I think I went out of my body for a minute <laughs> during this part of the show. <laughs> You're just floating above. Like, are you really talking? Because it, it was enough for me and I I tolerate just about any grossness and i was like i don't know if you want to talk about this uh in funnier moments of this episode he lets us know in follow-up file that kevin o'brien insurance agent to the star (laughs) heard monday's episode and now has a full report on what happened (laughs) if you were insuring luke you would be listening to every episode of tvtl because you'd be like i need to keep track on on this guy i love it how luke like contacts him and says so and kevin's just like yeah i'm up to speed (laughs) right i don't know if kevin o'brien has a landing page somewhere for his business he's a liberty mutual rep i believe but we should just go ahead and put it in the show notes if i can find it i I feel like if you're Mm -hmm. in washington state and you need insurance let's all do luca solid and send kevin our business if you haven't already and, and apologies to any other Washington State insurance agents that are listeners and friends, but Kevin's really earned his keep on this. <laughs> I like uh-huh. As I said under Kalina's post on the Stens page, Luke is the loss leader for uh, <laughs> for the the real business. Luke is the free is salty us. soup of Liberty Mutual. <laughs> the free salty soup of Liberty Mutual. That's a possible show title. Uh, rumors, one of the best 10 albums of all time. As I always say when people say things like this, he only made nine mistakes if he thinks that's the case. Uh, yep. Blown out music uh, and some Otis Redding, which we later find out might have been blown out because of a cable. We do get a top story. Uh, bread can be added to paleo diets, maybe, according to some bread discovered <sighs> somewhere. Uh, and maybe Luke will Who eat cares? toast every day. <laughs> 
I was going to sigh just now, but Mike sighed and then Hillary sighed. And I thought, yeah, that's probably enough. I don't understand. Like, I I get the, like, low-carb thing because it is a really quick way to lose weight. Like, I get it. Fine. Just, like, say that. But paleo people lived until they were, like, 22. Why are we modeling our dietary habits off of theirs? I don't understand and who gives a shit if they ate bread of course they ate bread if they found bread they would be like we did it we found bread we found a way to do this yeah i made some bread (laughs) everyone come here let's eat oh my god yeah uh there's just there's a lot of things wrong with that time that era of the world yeah we didn't live (laughs) past 30 we clubbed our wives and dragged them back to our caves it's not good no not good but they had bacon apparently so it's okay uh the S-Town lawsuit is, I guess, the second top story. But um, I, I, we really, if Phyllis was allowed to be on the show, she's really yeah. our, our correspondent expert on this. She really L- is. Phyllis was filing briefs on this in our chat this week. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, it's, it's honestly not something that interests me at all. And for Phyllis, it's different because it's part of... I mean, it relates to her job in a pretty major way. And so, of course, she's going to be interested and she's going to be motivated to talk about it. And I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, if if other people are. (laughs) We're all shrugging going, yeah, yeah. I guess. (laughs) If if, if people are actually interested in sort of a thoughtful discussion on this, uh, the podcast Crime Writers On, they talked about it this week. And they had a really interesting, nuanced discussion of yes, no, yes, no, does this have any merit? So people can go check that out. Cool. If you're looking, or you could just file a FOIA on our chat. <laughs> oh God! No, no, that's a terrible idea. I just heard when you said that this impacted her job in a major way. I all I could hear was Rapmaster Maurice. I just heard him in singing. A major way. My name is Phyllis, and I'm here to say this impacts my job in a major way. Peace. <laughs> Uh, Luke recommends, because we're doing cultural outshots now, I guess, the Galapagos Affair and the first episode of the Sasha Baron Cohen show, because that's how far he's gotten. Okay, so I, well, there's only one episode out. Oh, okay. And I right. I, I watched it, and Luke, the, the, the example that he cited that why he liked it was actually, to me, my least favorite part of the show, and that was uh, with Bernie Sanders. Um, he... The character he was playing there was uh, uh, someone from the South who was, you know, into all of the horrible things you associate with bad people from the South, um, interviewing Bernie Sanders. There were a couple other pretty good spoofs. He's doing a character with every interview, a different character. The, The final character, though, which took the most, the bulk of the show, probably half of the show, was uh, an Israeli who um who was like a uh, a paramilitary guy who wanted to get guns in the hands of kids to defend schools and it was fucking amazing how many people whose names you know to say things into a microphone and in front of a camera that are so awful and embarrassing uh, so he he's back at it with the white vans. Yeah, he, dude is he really brings it. So I do recommend that show. I would skip the Bernie Sanders part of it though, because you know Bernie Sanders is old. That's the joke. You know, 
Yeah. Well, I I was sort of sad that I missed the discussion on this last week because I haven't watched this new show, so I can't speak to that, Mike. But I'm with Andrew. I hate this prank comedy show stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that the whole premise of this show is ridiculous because what's the point? What are you trying to accomplish? You're showing me that Dick Cheney is a bad person? Oh, oh my gosh, you've uncovered a secret. Sarah Palin mm-hmm. is a terrible person who's only out for her own power and financial gain? What? No, I never thought of that. You know, Roy Moore is a disgusting person. Oh, your powers of deduction are just incredible. <laughs> and so what then becomes the point of humiliation comedy on people who don't feel shame. And I feel like it's just so that smug, self-satisfied liberals can feel better than these people. And that's not helpful. That's why people in the conservative red states hate the liberal elites. And guess what? We had our asses kicked by them for the past two years. We shouldn't be feeling smug or self-satisfied about anything. So I'm just like, what is the point? And what are you accomplishing? I totally, I, I understand your feelings. I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of the road as far as pranks go. Uh, the, the gun, I'm just a one issue voter, you know, just <laughs> like everyone, you know, on the other side, they just want more judges and they, they want to stop you from getting an abortion. I just want guns to just cease to be a thing. I would so love that. It, yeah. That that part of it touches me really deeply, and and the, I mean, I, I know you don't have cable or any way to see this episode, Anne. But if you did, uh, it's you would, I think you would like it. Just, just like I liked, I liked the the show that you showed us. Oh. I think you might like this. I don't know. It's just, how are we moving the conversation forward? How, and how are we doing anything other than just laugh at the other side? Well, it it's not just laughing because we can all laugh at, at them. It is showing, I mean, I, it's hard for me to describe how horrific <laughs> the spectacle is of the back half of that first episode. It's something else. And, and Bobby Hillary, if you have access to it, I would recommend watching it um, as soon as possible. All right. TBD. Yeah. All right. Wednesday, 2686. Are you a precious sleeper? <laughs> Kiki Lolo uh, is, is the co-host today. Thank and God. And we... We find out that she knows Dallas Reigns <laughs> from a previous gig. Uh, Hillary, you're familiar with, with Dallas Reigns? Oh, yeah. Uh, and Johnny Mountain. Um, yeah. You know, I... The... Johnny Mountain? <laughs> oh, yeah. That sounds like a porn name. <laughs> he was another... As long as there's an apostrophe at the end. <laughs> he was another weather guy. <laughs> and they all kind of look the same, like, you know facelift maybe mm. 75 years old oh yeah, yeah i did i looked up dallas reigns i looked at a picture and i was like well <laughs> yep that tracks <laughs> um, so keith morrison is tossing it to them yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly i love it when kiki's on because you know luke and i lived in los angeles about the same time period and when i left i left differently than he did like i um i was ready to go i mean i loved my neighborhood but i was like i was done i lived there for five years it was 
fun, but like I was over living in Los Angeles and moved to Austin. Now I've been in Austin for 10 years and I've grown like some warmth, um, warm feelings about Los Angeles. When I left, I was like, Ugh, I can't, I'm so glad I'm gone. But there, Mike, I know you don't like Los Angeles, but there's some really just, it's just a really weird town and it's so big and has so many yeah. dimensions. And actually this is a, like a little bit of a tangent, but Jonathan Gold died yesterday. Do y'all know who that is? Mm-hmm. He yep. was a really, really amazing food writer based in Los Angeles and really like exposed um, some awesome restaurants in, in L.A. And it wasn't like, oh, go to Spago or whatever. I mean, it wasn't like that. It was like finding these really hole in the wall places where pe- immigrants can afford the rent. So they go and make this super authentic food. And so many people come yeah. to Los Angeles and there's so many different styles. And he really exposed that. And that was the L.A. that I really grew to love was this like it's you know not the glitz and glamour of Hollywood it was just like this city that is a patchwork of weirdness and you can find gems in places and Jonathan Gold really exposed that and I was I was super sad to hear that he passed away because he he is what like was one of the parts of Los Angeles that made me love it a lot so anyway R.I.P. but um but I do like it when I, I think Luke you know he thinks of his time in Los Angeles as this great time. But then I, I think about his actual time there and I'm like, was it great? Cause it sounded like it was just an alcohol fueled disaster all the time. Anyway. And was mm-hmm. that when he was married to his first wife? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so. I think maybe they got divorced so at some got a point divorce. there. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Forgotten. I don't have, I don't have the same warm feelings towards Cleveland with the distance of time. <laughs> somehow. Right. Right. All right. Well, Luke talks about how um, when he was in L.A., that was the only time that uh, he was asked often that was his name a fake name because uh, he feels like he could have worked in or Kiki feels like he could have worked as an L.A. weatherman. For sure. Down there with with such a name Um, there. The rain in L.A. Uh, I I I know exactly what he's talking about. I visited uh, L.A. enough to know that when it rains, the town shuts down. In fact, like I've said before, that I used to visit my friend Dave for Thanksgiving every year in L.A. to avoid my family. And um, one year it was raining, and I was you know because I would fly back on Thanksgiving Day to Seattle, and it was raining. So the combination of Thanksgiving and rain meant that it was post-apocalyptic. <laughs> I was the only car on the road in the airport. I mean, I had the whole town to myself, and it wasn't even raining hard, you know? They don't know what rain oh, is, though. No. It's just so nice all the time. Yeah. It's so crazy that, I mean, it's like, oh, it's raining. Uh, I suspend every, all operations of everything until this is over. Austin actually does that as well. There's been a couple of hard rains where we get messages from the school, like, be prepared to pick your kids up early. It's raining. I'm like, why is this cause for concern? But Well, I think it's because it didn't rain in Austin for about six years. (laughs) (laughs) It turned rain into an event. And and things are finally green again. I think we can get back to normal. Someday a hard rain will come and wash all the (laughs) elementary school students off the streets. As long as we can keep one, you know, <laughs> two is too many. 
Uh, they play I Love L.A., oh, and uh, that's a song I really hate because, uh, as I mentioned, I hate L.A., and I hate the Lakers, and I hate, uh, I don't know. I like the Dodgers uniforms, but that's about all I like about L.A. And they, they talk about Luke's um, Los Angeles Angels at Anaheim story. That That's a brilliant story. I'd never heard about that before. It was, he. I think he took off from downtown L.A. to get to the stadium in Anaheim and was able to play th- I love LA 30 times <laughs> before he arrived. <laughs> Making the point that uh, this is not really a Los Angeles team. Very much an Orange County affair. Yes. But uh, yeah, that, that whole thing has been ridiculous from the start. So stupid. Mm-hmm. At uh, 2430 of this show, there's the first uh, hooch scooch. Uh, <laughs> Which uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I take very careful notes. We all know this. So <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. there's a mini no point at this point about the Mariners and how Rick Riz always says Gene Gene the hitting machine for Gene Segura and uh, I uh, Rick Riz man I don't miss him. If I ever move back to Seattle, it'll be under the condition that Rick Riz leaves because I just can't. I can't take him. His toupee is too much. Uh, I just, I just can't do it. And then Luke was talking about uh, the phallically named nineteen <laughs> late nineteen nineties, early two thousands Mariners. I can't remember the era exactly. And he's very much right. I mean, there were, there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, sexual names, in, including ken griffey yambag jr so um (laughs) and i have an uncle named randy johnson so that's sort of weird for me yeah like randy johnson is enough of a sexual name without calling him the big unit (laughs) yep yep yeah we we get it randy johnson okay we get it you don't have to go any further than randy johnson always just looks like your drunk uncle that's what he always looks like to me like living in a trailer scary human being <laughs> and and that's short scary in general and then think about hitting left-handed against him yeah and come on this is I a man just, who can end the life of an animal <laughs> from six did. feet away with a ball we never did make those t-shirts <laughs> he did he explained he exploded an animal. It just didn't end yeah. the life of the animal. The animal exploded. And you're supposed to stand in there? No, 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 no. Even as a right-handed hitter, if I faced Randy Johnson, I would be in the back corner, you know, just erect stance. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, you you got all that. You got all that. You'd be like, I'll hit from the me, I'll throw my bat out. <laughs> right. Right, I'm good. I'm going to take a barge pole and hit from here. Oh. My goodness. Um, then you the just... top story is about the All-Star. Go ahead. No, I was just going to force in a joke about sending in reliever Steve, this guy fucks Jones. <laughs> <laughs> like, let, let's drop any nuance. Huge penis Silicon Jones. Valley reference. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy fucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The top story is about the all-star racist. Uh, what's his name? Hater. Hater. Yeah, so yeah, perfect. And it leads into a talk about uh, how 
how poorly tweets age and I get, you know, I get all these memories and like for a time, like in 2011, I was like committing myself to doing a bunch of jokes on Twitter and like one out of every probably 20 of them, I like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably not, probably shouldn't have done that. But uh, I'm not like Luke. I'm not going to go curate and curate my account to the very last no detail because there's nothing so horrible that if i'm ever, ever pitching in the all-star game which probably should be happening next year now that i'm rehabbing um that, a, that will get brought up and embarrass my whole family i'm confused i wasn't following the all-star game very closely do we know what the timeline of these racist tweets being uncovered was because luke was like well who would have thought to go digging for this guy's tweets and i was like okay some guy gives up a three-run home run in the All-Star game, and somebody watching says, oh, this asshole. I'm going to see what's up with him. Yeah. So was it this, like, in response to him beefing it big time that somebody thought to look? Or was this really just a random person digging into his tweets? It seemed like it, it happened, the tweet storm started happening before he got in, before he got into the game. Because okay. There was a lot of jersey switching and jersey covering. It would seem that couldn't happen in the timeline between when he gave up the home run and the end of the game because that was not too long of a period. But, you know, the point of the whole thing was how quickly it's happening. And then, right. uh, whether it was within two hours or a half hour, uh, it happened quickly. Um, I mean, I have a teeny bit of sympathy for him because he was 17. For these yeah. tweets, a seventeen-year-old boys. I mean, really. You should have seen. And he may have not even known a gay person or a black person yeah. at that time, and now he probably knows at least a lot of black and Hispanic people because he plays Major League Baseball. Maybe not as many gays that we know about because they don't come out in the major leagues. So. Right. I mean, I think back to when I was seventeen. I mean, I would have never used the N word in public. So. I mean, he doesn't get a pass on that. But, I mean, you are just so stupid when you're 17. It's not There's like some you're the mitigating face of a major pizzeria franchise chain <laughs> right. when you were 17. But Colonel Sanders said it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Dumbest justification ever. You know, the Lu oh Luke really should maybe go back and curate his tweets a little bit because not that he's super famous, but he could just, you know, at some point become, you know, one of the lead anchors or whatever on CBS Sunday morning. And he's got some. Oh, he curates Hillary. Well, I know, but he's got some stuff back in the way back machine that is, you know, they're not. They're not awful, but they're not great either. So I, I think maybe he needs nope. to go back and and put some white out on those. I went on a quest to pull some of his embarrassing <laughs> yes, tweets did. earlier this week. Uh, and I, at first I searched for the word black, and all I could find was a quote, my buddy Andrew, quote, say what you want about Black Friday. It beats the heck out of White Flight Monday. It's actually a pretty good spoof. Uh, and that was from November 2011. Uh, he, a tweet about how the singer Robin is really popular with the gays in 2011. Yeah, Luke has a gay problem. Like, that's kind of yeah, his yeah. deal. And it's, it's he, not nice. If he ever gets offered a sponsor by Pandora charm bracelets, he's going to have a lot of cleaning up to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
what I just don't understand is you sign a 16-year-old or to a futures contract or something. Step one, hey, kid, delete your fucking social media accounts. Step two, launch new social media accounts, which we will babysit. It's not that complicated. Mm -hmm. Like, you could have some intern sit on every account for every player in your system, and when you see a word that's flagged pop up, just shut it down. I do have a yeah but on that, though. Baseball drafts sometimes as many as 65 rounds you know there are a lot of kids coming through so it's not like basketball where there are two rounds of the draft and you can take each kid and go all right we're gonna we're gonna redo all this bullshit for you i don't know they managed to fly them all in from countries and states all across you know the world i feel like in the time it takes to book them an airline ticket they can go shut down a twitter account Oh, I, I they only they only fly in the first or second round draft picks at most. Well, I mean, eventually they get them to camp. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I that's don't know. True. I just that's true. So, somebody, if somebody, if they have the time for someone to letter a jersey for them, they've got time to close mm-hmm. a Twitter account. <laughs> All right. Uh, so now we're into Luke um, talking about prison, specifically women's prison. He's been watching a show called Lockup, which is a show on MSNBC, which from my half-assed internet research seems to be a show about women's prison, not jail, not county jail, um, not city jails, whatever. And he has an idea about prison that it is um, women's prison, that it's pretty soft. And let me see. We have a throw your phone here um, from Kirsten that says, does Luke seriously think a women's prison is like a never-ending slumber party (laughs) playing Uno and braiding hair? I just can't with him right now. (sighs) Okay, I'm going to defend him to a certain degree. I've been to prison. You Uh, have? I've been to jail. Wait. (laughs) I thought there were background checks on this. Why is there somebody that's been in prison? You should see my Twitter account. <laughs> it's, it's awful. Um, okay, uh, I watch a show called 60 Days In, which they put people undercover in Fulton County Jail, which is Atlanta's jail. And like any large American city jail, it is awful. And there's a lot of violence and there are threats of violence all the time. And I think one of the reasons, I mean, and I got punched and cut open in jail and had stitches and, and there were fights a lot of mornings, especially over breakfast because they made you get out of bed and, uh, the food was terrible and people were in a bad mood and, you know, trays get thrown and punches get thrown. So there was, there was a lot of violence in, in County jail. And and a lot of it I think was because there was a lot of turnover and people are, they're, they're litigating their cases. There's a lot of stress. There's so much noise and uh, with all the turnover, you're constantly trying to figure out the hierarchy, where you fit, and you need to look out for yourself, and you always need to be ready to fight, if not fight. Uh, prison is different. I mean, people are there for a longer term. They they know how much time they're facing. Everyone's kind of looking to settle in and have a normal life. Uh, there is violence. I saw some horrific violence. 
but it it wasn't a constant threat. There were a lot of times when you felt good and safe, and when I would braid Jeff's hair, and we would make <laughs> uh, Jolly Rancher, you know, flowers. So, big difference there. That's that's as far as I'm going to defend Luke. I know people were got kind of upset about about this about him talking about this, but uh, I think it's just the kind of show he's watching because he watched uh, Orange is the New Black. And in fact, he asked me to watch that season one of that show. And I went on and did a couple shows, I think, with him and Camaro Kev about um, about that show. And that that show was a pretty good representation of day to day life, even though they used a lot of really silly plot devices and things that could never happen. But but when it's human nature to want to live in a stable environment, even if you're living with criminals people you don't respect, people who've done horrible things. We all want a, most of us want a quiet, livable day-to-day life. And I think that's kind of what Luke was, was getting at. Am I, am I making a point here? I, I, I don't know. You guys haven't been to prison as far as I know. Well, but I don't know Twitter if you know this. Twitter accounts are fucking horrible. <laughs> I mean, I have been to prison. I just haven't mentioned it up to this point. You'd be great in prison, and you would be great. But I you think, would do fine. I mean, a couple of thoughts is that I don't understand how he could think that this could possibly be an accurate representation of what goes on in prison just by the fact that there's cameras there. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. How can you know that behavior doesn't change because of the observation and how do we know that uh the the documentary as he characterizes it i don't know that documentary or is a reality tv what's the line there but how how do we know that that's not being produced and shaped to lead us down a particular uh viewpoint of the situation we just don't know that is a really good point because the the difference between that show and the show that I watch is the show that I watch is it's hidden camera. Mm-hmm. So so the the only production is what they show us and what they don't. Right. Um, in his case, it's it's uh yeah they you could you could produce it to within an inch of its life if you wanted to. Right. And then but the other sixty days in, it's all it's it's reality video. These these women are beating the shit out of each other on camera. Yeah. You know? The other thing that I, I have to think about, and I, I mean, I don't know anything about prison life. I probably shouldn't talk about it at all, but I just wonder about the sexual violence yeah. directed at women. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much of that goes on in men's prisons and how much of that is just the show Oz. But um, if we look at the amount of sexual violence against women in the general population of the world, I would assume that, there is some of that in prison too and those women have mm-hmm. no power and no way to try and deal with that or mitigate that so i i would yeah. not recommend you know prison it's a nice place to have a rest <laughs> from life yeah, 30, join a convent if rest. that's what you want you get three hots and a cot at the convent <laughs> and no men bothering you the only thing i mean i don't really have any i i think that luke was sort of being silly about the whole women's prison but the only thing that I could relate to is sometimes when like 
family life is stressful and work is stressful, I have this fantasy of like getting into a very minor car accident where I have to be at the hospital for a little <laughs> bit of time. Like nobody's yeah. that's common for yeah. women. Nobody's like hurt. Like nobody's like real. Like maybe I have a broken foot or something or just something. I have to be in a hospital bed and can't help anybody. That really sounds appealing mm-hmm. to me, and that's when I'm in some dark places. When <laughs> going to, you it's, know, the other. it's those three a.m. blood draws and, <laughs> it's true. and the constant uh, blood pressure cuff. Those but, those make. But it they're a doing it sometimes. to me. I don't have to do anything, so that's really right. Where you don't have to do anything, yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. I can sleep true. through it. Watch a marathon of like <laughs> Property Brothers or something. I'm down. Like, let's do it. <laughs> I gotcha, Dave. Go check I the gotcha. brake lines on the fusion. <laughs> <laughs> all right to put a bow on wednesday uh this dotage thing has to stop. <laughs> that's where the homeschooling of Susie burbank maybe <laughs> and i'm of yeah, two minds it. i'm of two minds of this because sometimes people just don't know how words are pronounced and I have a very distinct memory of probably I was nine years old and I read the diary of Anne Frank and it was my first introduction to kind of social justice and how terrible the world can be and I wanted to talk about it and I went to my mom and I said mom those Nazis sure were bad people and my (laughs) parents made fun of me for so long over mispronouncing Nazis and I still feel like I want to bring this up with my therapist so I mean so I have this impulse to give him a break but also he is a broadcast professional and if he's going to use a word as an adult he should know how to pronounce it sure yep (laughs) yeah there's a there was a guy there was a guy Sheridan I've talked about I think before that um we were we were having our midweek fantasy football redraft you know free agent draft and we were making some kind of a deal and he said that uh he acquiesced (laughs) (laughs) i let him have it i I, no i I mean i just like i'm not gonna i'm just gonna story he's reading and i want to i just want to encourage reading so i'm not gonna make fun of you for this just go back and read some more I guess that means we're going to Thursday, 2687, two, yeah. two bros porching it up. Uh, and this, I think, can be summarized in just a few quick notes. Uh, first, a quote from Kairos Don O'Neill uh, on storytelling, which is to be dynamic, you have to be specific. Just, it's actually not a bad bit of advice no. for writing or storytelling. No. No. How does this fit into TBTL? Is it specific or too specific? <laughs> it's too dynamic. No, it's not dynamic enough and too specific. I don't know. Uh, David from the basement is co-hosting today, and he's here to tell us yes. about how he's moving on and moving out of Burbank Springs to go back to oh, reality. This made me sad. I know. And he gets very real about working two jobs, wanting to work two jobs again and wanting to feel appreciated and useful and also making some money and having his friends back instead of living mostly alone with Rudy, I guess, at Burbank Springs. (laughs) Watching three movies a day. Rudy is like stalking DFTB. Like, (laughs) where is he? Oh, my God. She can't even contain herself. She's like, she's like, uh, (laughs) it's crazy. (laughs) 
So that was quite a long conversation, actually. And I, I get it. When I was his age, I I understand where he's coming from with that. And good for him. I mean, it was a good stint. And it was good for us, certainly, mm-hmm. to have him around. Um, I, I hope we'll be able to keep in touch with him after he moves on to his next thing. Yeah, I, I, he and I are, what, like 19 years apart. But what he was saying was really very relatable, mm-hmm. I thought. And he talked about one of the reasons that he wanted to be busy and have those two jobs is because when he has too much time to sit around and not have mm-hmm. friends to go out with, it just takes his thoughts to some some bad places about his self worth and all of that. And, yeah. and uh, my therapist tried to convince me for a while that the reason that I was working two jobs was so, so that I didn't have to feel my feelings. And I was like, no, no, I want the money. But then when I did quit the second job, it opened up this whole period of time. And I've had a lot more trouble with those negative feelings since I don't have something to keep me one foot in front of the other all the time. So I, really understand what he's talking about there my trick when i quit my second job was to fill it with air travel (laughs) (laughs) effective yeah i have no extra time and i'm always tired and so i don't have time to think critically about my life (laughs) uh luke went to the bone cruncher and has or had a dislocated rib Poor guy. Yeah. Was there an x-ray or is this just by feel? No, it's just by feel. Okay. He's a trained... don't usually do do x-rays. Trained medical professional can do this all by touch. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the group consensus is on chiropractors as a real thing. I've never been yeah. to one. I'm not anti-chiropractor. I've just never been to one. But I, Same I love the idea of going to one. I'm always trying to pop and crack things. Sam hates it because, like, I can pop my knees and ankles, and it feels amazing when I finally release some of that pressure. And I, I get this thought that when I go to get a massage and it doesn't make things pop and crack, <laughs> I wish it did. And so I probably should go to a chiropractor. But I just so many people when I was growing up said that they were quacks. Uh, I think some of them are. I th- and I think the expectation that, uh, say, you have a problem and you go to see the chiropractor and they fix it, uh, f- like for once and for all, that's a little bit false. I think sort of regular chiropractic care is a better thing. And then, of course, I think, well, of course, the chiropractors say that you have to keep seeing them for it to be effective. <laughs> right. But I I have gone to see the chiropractor uh, quite a lot because I do have some lower back problems and the symptoms were a lot like what Luke was describing for this later thing like standing up walking around was fine lying down was fine but sitting was torture and it was so bad I went to see the doctor and he was like well I can write you a prescription for Vicodin and I was like but I need to be functional at work which is the place where I sit in a chair and he was like well you could try a chiropractor and it's been very effective I mean it's kind of crazy because it feels so it doesn't hurt it just feels like it feels wrong when they do it I I don't know how to describe it I think it's an evolutionary response because she'll tell me 
take a deep breath and now breathe out Ugh. one, two, three. And then on three, she just goes for it. And Ugh. she like puts her weight on me Ugh. and moves things. And there's a crunch. And it doesn't hurt, but I don't have any air. And my body goes, oh, pressure, 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 pressure. I don't like this. And then it's over. And yeah. it's really very effective. I have found for my issues, but it's, it's kind of a weird process. You might like it, Bobby. <laughs> There's lots of crunching. Well, yeah. Uh, I just a few years ago, there was this minute-long commercial. I just found it going around of um, a chiropractor commercial where it's all just lots of them doing, popping and cracking on people <laughs> in the commercial. Uh, and I think it was a comedy duo called Rhett and Link, who I've heard of but never actually explored in any way, who like produced the commercial. I'll put it in the show notes if you're feeling okay with listening to a minute of people <laughs> being popped and cracked. Yeah. It's a very disconcerting thing. Not painful, again, but... And you think, God, how can that be good for you to have that kind of noise and that crunch? I mean, the way my chiropractor explained it to me, and she's like, well, when you snap your fingers, the noise comes from the fingers, friction moving past each other. And she said, it's the same thing for doing a chiropractic adjustment. It's not bad for the fingers when you right. snap. It's not bad for the bones when you do the adjustment. Right. Well, I, I should try it. Uh, more on that later. Uh, on a movie talk... <laughs> If I try it, I'll definitely give a full report. Let's put it that way. You have to. Uh, Skyscraper is out, and it's reminiscent of Die Hard. Uh, David from the basement has a movie pass and walked us through his uh, his ideal situation, which is to um, have some marijuana legal in Washington go State. Go to Zebulon, you mean. <laughs> yeah, 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 go to Zebulon. Walk down to the movies and then hope that nobody talks during them. Okay, this is yeah. why this is why I love an Alamo Draft House because that's some bullshit. Like I would stomp around if somebody was and whispering is almost worse. Like if you're gonna talk, I mean, just talk. I guess I'll be mad either way. But whispering, it's like you're trying to be quiet, but it's almost worse because it travels so much farther to me, at least. And at yep. the Alamo Draft House, people, you can't talk. Like you really can't talk. And I, I would feel free to wave my white little flag and say, you know, get these people out of here because it's <laughs> it ruins and it's expensive to go to the movies. And it ruins. I mean, I guess not with Movie Pass, but in general, it's expensive and it ruins. It for me, you know, when I'm trying to, I'm focusing on some, uh, you know, 95 year old's conversation about why they can't hear anything. Ugh, I'd be so pissed. Uh, Who's that guy? <laughs> How do we know that? Wasn't he a good guy in the first part of it? I don't get it. Isn't The Rock handsome? <laughs> My Mike, mother would always foot? be like, What happened to his foot? <laughs> My mother would be, always be like, is he a bad guy? Is he a bad guy? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm watching the movie for the first time, too. <laughs> we'll figure it out together, Grandma. Uh, it is interesting that the world's getting its first diabetic superhero. I, I, I don't know anything about Skyscraper. I haven't seen it. I don't care. Just no. just the posters and that, that glance at the... Uh... It's a huge year for amputees and and dogs, by the way. Like... Every commercial you see is for uh, they're using amputees and dogs to pull at heartstrings. Yep. And I, I'm a fan of both amputees, being a fan of myself and of dogs because I have dogs. So 
I feel like I'm being super served by media right now. Maybe you should get in on this. I mean, have you thought about a career in commercials? Take Abby, take your stumps, oh, get yeah. on down there. You Put her in her shark costume. <laughs> oh. yeah, it's about time to see some new commercials for the, the HEB. <laughs> yes. Or Bucky's, maybe. Maybe we could get Bucky's to hire you for a commercial. Oh, yeah. Bucky gnawed off my legs. Uh, I, I have a movie pass. I don't use it as often as I should. But when I first got it and I was staying in crappy hotels because I was still hosting trivia and had to be in Rhode Island at night, uh, I did go to a lot of movies late at night. And the only time I would play on my phone and talk during the movies is there were a couple of times I went to the late showing on like a Sunday night and I was literally the only person in the theater. And yep. I took that as my uh, okay to text and talk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Go yeah. wild. Yeah. I mean, it was, be fantastic. it was pretty great. I sat in the very back row in the very center. And I think I saw Love, Simon that way. And I was texting with you guys the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I one time did go see Alvin and the Chipmunks, like three with Bridget. And I looked around. I was not the only person. I looked around and I thought. See, that's why I don't have kids. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I wonder if it's okay. And I wasn't at a draft house and I thought, I wonder if it's okay if I text here. I didn't, but I really thought about it because it was such a shitty movie that I really almost just. Was that the squeakquel or the three squeak? It's like the three squeak. <laughs> the squeakquel I would have been maybe. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, it was really bad. Uh, <laughs> I, we keep, we keep pushing back into sport talk this week, but the top story is uh, that story about the cops being called after a hard screen <laughs> at a pickup game at a in LA Fitness or a Law Fitness, if you prefer? Was uh, he doing that on purpose, or was he just having reading comprehension issues? I, I think it was on. Purpose. He kept calling. I it. think it was. I do the same I thing. I really hope so. I call it Law Fitness all the time when I see them around. It's uh, French. Yeah. Well, that would be La Fitness. La, not la Fitness, and there would be an E on the end of Fitness. <laughs> The crux of the story is that after the police get called for this and the cops sort of trying to discern whether this is just normal basketball shit or something more, the guy says, it's not normal basketball shit. (laughs) I went and checked out the story. Uh, I think Phyllis posted it in the chat. And my favorite part, uh, there was a video underneath where um, there's one of the other players is, you know, following the cops around and following the other players around. And the look on the cop's face when him trying to restrain laughter (laughs) at this idiot is so great. It's so great. It's the only thing that that, uh, redeemed white people in my eyes uh, for the week was this, (laughs) this cop just doing his best not to go, this is the biggest bullshit call that anyone ever made to 911. Well, and the lack of self-awareness of this dummy. Like David said, my first move after this would be to go to the front desk and be like, yes, I'd like to cancel my membership, please. Because I'm never coming back here. I got punched in the head in King County Jail, as I referenced earlier. Needed nine stitches. And uh, I covered it up. (laughs) I I covered the incident up. And uh, it was just, it's pickup basketball, you know, fucking shit happens. People lose their temper out there, you know, 
apparently other people lose their dignity as well. And that would be dude. A hard screen is going to come and wash all the dignity <laughs> off this court. <laughs> That's another possible show, show title. A hard screen is going to come. All right, Bobby, you have one more day left to get a hat trick on that spoof. I don't want to put any pressure on, but I think that's it for Thursday. Um, Okay, before we get into Friday, I just got this text from my mom, who also wants everybody to know, because I talk about my dad so much, that she's a fabulous mother and grandmother. So fabulous that my daughter is there, and she's already sent her away to somebody else's house so she can watch golf. So if you wonder where I get my mothering (laughs) skills from, it comes from Kathleen. Um, She has some good golf. I know. She said, Tiger's in second place. So we have a shameful past of... Loving Tiger Woods despite his many, 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 many foibles. So, anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons not to love him. So. Um, Somewhat anyway. problematic. <laughs> Slightly, but that's he's so good. Anyway, yeah, Kathleen is is right on it. She's already given away her my her the one child she has to take care of for the day. Um, <laughs> anyway, Kathleen, as long as you're not drunk, you're still better than my grandma. <laughs> 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 Um, all right, uh, let's wrap this up. Friday, 2688, put that tongue back on the shelf, which is disgusting, but fine. Mm-hmm. Andrew's back, which I think I was like really shocked and surprised and sort of saddened by because he sounded, I mean, he obviously sounded different. It was fine. It wasn't so much that I was like disgusted by his voice. I just want him to get more rest and just thought he doesn't need to be yeah. on today. It, or it was it was recorded on Thursday, which is what two yeah. days past surgery, like kind of major surgery. He doesn't need to be Why on. Why did Luke not just say no? You're no. Yeah, that, you can't. Yeah. That's what I kept. The only wondering. thing that I, I mean, can as think a friend, of, yeah, the only thing that I can think of about this is that they're going into two weeks off, and maybe. Andrew just wanted to get back in there for that one last day. I mean, instead of basically being gone for three weeks. I don't know. It seems like Luke should have just put his foot down on that one. Yeah. It it, it made me sort of sad because I know that that's probably what he was thinking. Like, I've been gone. I was gone, you know, on Friday. And now I've been gone this whole week. And then we're going to be gone for two weeks. But I don't know. I really, I really thought he pushed it too much and he wasn't feeling good. And he was a little bit like, you know, loopy. So he was so self-conscious about how he sounded and he didn't sound bad. He sounded like Andrew just a little bit like he had stitches on the underside of his tongue was what he sounded like. And I, you know, if, if we didn't listen to him five days a week, we might not even notice yeah, I think. He's, I mean, it sounded, certainly didn't sound bad. Way more coherent than Jen after the dentist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and that was on the I radio. Could, <laughs> if I could bring it back to to a sports thing again, it's it's like bringing a guy back for one game before the All Star break after he's been you know yeah. trying to rehab an injury. Like, what's the fucking point? Yeah. yeah. You know, let him have. Let him have that day and then all these other days and he will he will have a fresh tongue coming off of all this, you yeah. know, at the end of July or early August. Yeah. I know. I'm for I, Andrew. I know, I really felt for him. But I, I did think I mean, even though Luke probably should have said, you know, scram to him, Luke was really kind and I that's when Luke shines oh, sure. is in the moment he was. Yeah, that's sure. when Luke shines is he is can be really sweet to Andrew and Andrew's 
self doing a lot of mm-hmm. self doubting, and he was really kind to him. And it was like you know, yes, obviously you can hear a little bit, but it it's not bad. It's 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 not bad, but you know, Mm-mm. he just shouldn't have been there. But that's okay. I mean, they 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 kind of went went on, and I thought some of the. <laughs> Some of the stuff that like made me laugh was when Luke was talking about being honest to doctors about drinking <laughs> and like what you actually <laughs> tell them. They're going to like shuttle him off to rehab if he was really, truly honest about it. I mean, I know Luke has cut down on his drinking some, but it kind of sounds like he, he ties one on pretty often uh, and is a regular nightly drinker. Um, but um, then they, again, because I think Andrew, you know, was a little bit off and, and Luke was still in pain and had this, you know, traumatic event earlier in the week. It was sort of a rambly show to me, at least. Uh, they started talking about HR Puffin stuff about weird kids shows. I didn't watch that. Did y'all watch it? Mm-mm. I saw some of it. Not me. All all kids shows gave me some low level of creepiness. <laughs> that's, true. Mm-hmm. that's true. I felt like Puffin stuff was before me. Same. Yeah, nineteen sixty yeah. nine. Yeah, it was pretty old. Yeah. I mean, I I actually do, even though I wrote a, or talked about how much I loved Mr. Rogers, I do remember it kind of scaring me a little bit. Like, it seemed a little bit odd and sort of creepy. I mean, all of the PBS stuff has such low production value, or it did at least in the 70s, mm-hmm. that I think it has like this haunted value to it, where you're just like, sure, what's mm-hmm. happening here? And the like shitty puppets, and you're like, oh, it's kind of seems a little... Well, and how... How I always like I would pick up things by listening to my teachers and then listening to adults talk. And then when you when you're watching a kid's show, they're like trying to slow it down. It's like watching slow motion. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, because like even when adults are talking, I'm not understanding everything they're saying, but I'm picking up things at a normal speed. The things that I do pick up are at a normal speed. And then when you're watching those kids shows, it's it seems to be set to a a slow motion that made me uncomfortable. Well, that's how they used to so, be. Kids shows nowadays are like on fucking speed where you're like, what is hap- What is yeah. going on? It's too much. <laughs> yeah, they don't creep me out anymore. They don't creep me well, out. Well, no, anymore. because you're like, what's ha- what's happening? They're like speaking another language right. and you know, people are z- This Paw Patrol <laughs> plot is moving too fast for me. I need to Honestly. Honestly, <laughs> luckily Rory is so excited by sports. That's all he wants to watch. So it's great. And then mm-hmm. Bridget's sucked into crappy YouTube stars on her iPad. So we're really doing a good job. We're doing a bang up job around here. Um, <laughs> then we move on to um, travel release gate, which I can't with this. Like it makes me so mad at what a teen, a teen I always used to mean like, fuck the system that Luke is being because who cares? Just sign the goddamn release. They need to like dot their I's, cross their T's. It does not matter. Just sign it. And whoever's like, it's like he wanted the form filled out in advance for him, for him to just sign. Uh, But they don't have staff for that. Bullshit. It's like, it's like he, it's like he is approaching this paperwork as if he's buying a house. And then, you know, the, the title agent has 78 pages and everything's all filled out. And all you have to do is initial and sign. Just put your email on it, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Someone's going to print that out and put it in a filing cabinet. Yes. That's why yeah. they want your email on it. I'm sorry. And then Mr. when he revealed that his uh, his brilliant passive aggressive move was to write, really? I was like, 
no that's so bad that just that doesn't even qualify as passive aggressive that's just lame i would be a dick it's being such a dick and it's just i mean and this poor guy that's sort of like nate toby you know 2.0 whoever's sort of covering him is probably like who is this fucking guy? Like, what is he doing? He doesn't, you know, he's over here making this daily podcast. And why, like, why is he being a dick to me when I'm just trying to like, you know, make sure everything is sort of covered. Ugh, I don't know. That's when uh, that, that kind of side of Luke really frustrates me because it kind of is somebody who makes you m- want to work for a company that, gives a shit yeah. and takes care of their business yeah. because they will stay in business. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I work in sort of a role in which I have to make sure everything is covered. And that's the kind of guy that makes my job harder. Like, why do I have to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do I have to do this? And it's like, well, you have to do it because we have to do it. It's just the way it is. And probably somewhere along the line, it actually will help you out. So stop being a dick. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, Andrew goes on, they talk a little bit more about, um, the uh, the Alaska shenanigans of him having to gate check his bag. And then Luke asked him, did they give you money for it? I'm like, why would Alaska give him money for gate checking it? Why? In, wh- in what way? He was really, he was inconvenienced. What, two minutes? Why would they give him money for it? And actually, you know, they probably let him, I don't know, I can't remember what Alaska's policies are, but if you have to pay for uh, checking, you know, I don't know. He didn't have to pay for mm-hmm. it, so that's the money they gave him. Uh, it's so the the things that they sometimes think that they are owed are just insane to me. It's yeah, it sucks that he had to do that, but he's not dying. Like he's going, <laughs> he's going on a multi stop journey to some random wedding. So you know, it's fine. It's you know, you're, you'll be. Okay. No, I realize that at this point he wants to get home and he's been traveling all day and it kind of sucks, but there is nothing wrong with sitting in the baggage claim for 15 minutes and just turning your brain off. It's fine. It's fine. He's not, he's going mm-hmm. home to his home. There's no, you know, it, he's going to play like, I don't know, one of those like LARPing games. He'll be okay. It's it's fine. <laughs> Another possible show title. Uh, um, and then just it's a show title rich environment today. <laughs> um, then they they dropped that they were going to have two shows of. Uh, or t- I'm sorry, two weeks of special programming, which I guess we had heard about. I just didn't know when it was going to be. And I don't think I thought it was consecutive two weeks, which again, you know, I don't, it's great. They, they, they did some head work on it. And I'm glad for Andrew that this is happening at this time because he does need to relax and, you know, play his games mm-hmm. and just sort of chill at home, which probably is a relief to him. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what the next, you know, two weeks bring and sometimes I like it you know they bring in special guests and it it livens it up and I as I always say there should be a third person on TBTL and you know so hopefully there'll be some some fun content Um, and then Mm -hmm. I think we don't know exactly what we're gonna do yeah right we probably won't have regular full-on recaps because we're not gonna recap reruns but you know I we'll say, still be here. Let's, let's get something. weird, guys. Let's get weird. Something's going to happen weird <laughs> on LRB. I'm already taking <laughs> clothes off. <laughs> oh. Uh, we can go to Nebulon, and we're going to be in the state of Washington. <laughs> Zebulon, <laughs> <I'm sorry>. Zebulon. <laughs> Zebulon. Zebulon. <laughs> if you go to Nebulon, you're going to be all by yourself. <laughs> 
Nebulon's a different strain, a different kind of tiny fence. Uh, and then the last kind of thing that I wrote down was that they were kind of talking shit about Captain Picard, which I take offense to. My dad was a really big uh, TNG fan, and Captain Picard is my captain. So that's how I feel about oh, that. Oh, hell yes. I He's mean, the superior captain. I wrote that in my notes. <laughs> you did, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, Kirk is one step off from being like a colonialist, right? <laughs> He's ready to go in there and kick some ass and take the land and take the women. Yep. Picard's not going to do that. No. No, that's did did Picard ever um, get down with some alien women, like Kirk did? Oh God, I don't remember. I'm sure he did so. at some point, but they weren't just green humans uh, <laughs> in go-go boots. Well, like he made love to a plant or something. <laughs> and also, he had a consistent uh, flirt on-off relationship with someone. So, like, th- there oh, was with Doctor mm-hmm. Crusher, right? So there was yeah. some some. Uh, he, he, he had something going on. He was Some sexual tension. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For mu- uh, music for your weekend, Andrew suggests R.E.M., uh, the song, What If We Gave It Away? And I think Bobby and I both, um, I know we don't love to talk about other podcasts, but Bobby and I both love the uh, podcast Hit Parade. And they've just mm-hmm. recently done a two-parter about the B-52s and R.E.M. And it is excellent. It is Probably besides LRB and I guess TBTL, the the one podcast that like when it comes up, I immediately listen to it. And I hate it because I want to save it because it's so good that I want to save it forever. And I will re-listen to episodes of it. It's so it's so excellent. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Hillary, did they pair those two because they're they're Georgia based? Yeah, they're both Athens, based from Georgia. Athens. And they sort of came okay. up at a similar ish time and had a similar ish yeah. story kind of. And, and and of course they end up, you know, merging together on a couple of songs, but oh, it's it's such a good show. And Chris Malanfi does such an excellent job researching it. And it's weird because his voice is not like oh, the you know, he's not the Walter Cronkite. He doesn't have this wonderful voice but he does so much research and is just so um knowledgeable on it that it's just the best it's the best podcast right now I yeah think. if you want great content and great music editing without it sounding like radio lab then yes. it parades yes. it like yes. he does such a good job stitching it all together if you're not interested in rem and uh and the b52s i really recommend the the madonna episode which even if you're not interested in madonna it it really just is like the history of the 80s and 90s and sort of 2000s in music, and it is excellent. That's the one I've listened to a couple of times, and it's so good. It's so good. Um, Anyway, so that was Andrew's suggestion, and I actually did go through an REM phase when I was in high school. I was really into them, and I went to their concerts, and I really loved them. I don't listen to them anymore at all, but I liked the song. I thought it was a a good representation of REM. Um, yeah, Luke's Luke's um, song was by the Willows, um, and the song was "I Wonder." I did not like this song. I was like, "Nope, I don't like it." I don't. There was something about the um, sort of a melodic nature to it that I that really did not get me. So that was just my opinion. Um, and then listener Caitlin did "Snail Mail." And the song is "Heat Wave." But then they almost played Strong Enough by them and yeah. also Sheryl Crow. It was such a weird diversion. And, and Luke was about to, like, just veto anything and then was playing the clip. But I'm glad Andrew was like, no, 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 this is not a good recording. 
So they the edit- trap of unpreviewed audio <sighs> yeah. strikes again. Live audio. <laughs> <laughs> cell phone uh, footage from a bar somewhere <laughs> yeah um and that's your week guys Whew. that was a long one <laughs> wow housekeeping <laughs> mahalo mahalo i have a late checkout <laughs> okay you need soap you need towel seven dollar bottle all right of water. buy stuff <laughs> buy stuff from us our merch, as uh, Bobby was talking about earlier, some fabulous new merch at uh, 10710.com forward slash shop. Archive project is ongoing. Get in touch with the nice lady for that. You can buy stuff from Amazon through our link at littleredbandwagon.com forward slash Amazon. I've bought two items hey. since we've gotten rich. Um I bought some earbuds, which I'm using right now because my old ones were fraying. <laughs> and are and these then, Andre the Giant earbuds? <laughs> uh, no, they fit my ears very well. I'm huh. very satisfied. And then How many I, pairs I, did I you bought, get? I got one because <laughs> oh. I thought if they if they work, then I could uh, maybe buy another pair, uh, you know, because I think like a person. Oh, all right. If that's the um, way you want to do it. <laughs> There is a uh, the the new earbuds and earworms should be out by the time you hear this, and that is what is an interesting category, and that is eight bit chip tunes. And whenever I see it, that category referenced, I just think of the Super Mario Brothers song that just just destroyed my brain <laughs> when I was just out of college boom, and depressed boom, and boom, uh, boom, working boom, for boom. the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was working for the IRS and I would get home and just get so fucking high and uh play <laughs> play Super Mario Brothers. Yep. Quite the life you were living. <laughs> oh, I was living my best life back then. <laughs> for sure. Did did I did I ever tell you I set a, a fire in my trash can? <laughs> wait, you wait till an hour and fifty nine minutes to drop this bomb on us? No, I mean back in the day, I I I I can't forget. I I can't remember how it started. I was super high, and and like, um, something something was in my trash can on fire, and so I dumped it on the carpet and stomped it out. And then, uh, when we eventually moved out of that apartment, it was my my brother and his girlfriend, later wife. Um, I had to try to explain why there why there was burn mark in the carpet and I can't remember what I came up with but it wasn't anywhere near the truth so that's that's uh that's housekeeping uh if you'd like to get involved with the show uh go to our website at littleredbandwagon.com or if you have some commentary that you would like to make on TBTL or LRB, good or bad, check out throwyourphone.com. We're always so happy. We have a mailbag show coming up this week, and I've been saving a few that I'm really excited to talk about. Uh, come check out our Facebook page. Some good stuff going on there. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Send us a voicemail or a text at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And with that, Hillary, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. Love you, Jen. If you ever get invited on a dock cruise, wear a life jacket. Don't do it. 
Uh, someday a hard out is going to come and get us in <laughs> no. under two hours. Nailed it. <laughs> you got it in. Yes. Chunky lumps, mommy. <laughs>